Boys, I'm so tired. Stephen, you're right. You look like you're asleep. I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. You're upside down. You rode here whilst asleep on a Vespa. I had my electric scooter boy, scooter bike. (laughs) Scooter boy bike. I love that you've invested so much love in that little bike that you're already calling it your boy. He's my little scooter boy. He's my little silver scooter boy. (laughs) <laughs> he is my little scooter boy. I am the very policeman on a little silver scooter boy. I am boy. the very policeman. <laughs> pleased man. Oh, I see. There's I'm not f- much between a policeman and a pleased man. That's very true. Providing you're beating up people. Oh, shit. Political commentary. Look, we haven't we haven't said what this is. This oh, is yes. the regular features podcast. podcast. It's the podcast that's the same Every, every single week. week. Every week. Stephen, what, what have you brought with your sleepy face to the podcast this week? Well, as I alluded to when I referenced my scooter boy, I've been riding around on an electric moped scooter boy f- for me. You've got- <laughs> <laughs> scooter boy for me. <laughs> and uh, for me. I've been scooting hither. That's it. Tither? No, not tither. Zither? I don't that, even know what that one that's is. That's the Z-axis. It's 3D for an after effect. Oh. Zither's a sort of flat Chinese harp. I've been mainly consigning my scooting to hither. Are you not worried that your electric scooter is making you sleepy? And this is the beginning to an episode of Doctor Who. I know it's electric, but what kind of fumes does electricity give off? Yeah. Are they sleeping you out? Probably xenon gas. <gasps> xenon gas? The zeniest gas around. What about you guys? What have you guys been doing? I'm going to teach you a little thing about biology, and specifically the biology of ferns. Good gravy. The wow. oldest biology there is. Yeah. I've been having old. a bit of a, a gradual breakdown and so I've been looking into uh, what I can do with that and uh, and in the process of looking into what I can do with that I unzipped my trousers. Some rather interesting uh, things on the internet. So mm. yeah. Matt, you, you're having the longest, slowest breakdown. I know, right? It's All of my friends. It's really, <laughs> I think it's because I'm doing quite a good job of, of trying to stop it, but I can't tell whether or not I'm just slowly going towards a cliff edge, or if I might not fall off the edge. If you just plateaued at a level of constant small breakdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. You know, it's it's that thing of you think, well, I'm, you know, if I'm going to completely lose it, then the, the big question is, really... Which episode of Regular Features will it be on? Uh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, at the moment I'm hanging in here, but I'm increasingly stressed and anxious and all over the place, which means sooner or later I'm going to have to pick something really strange to be obsessed with so I can be one of those older men who are just really obsessed with something that's really, really mad. What you need, my friend, is a scooter boy for <laughs> you to boy. I need, like, a hobby like that, but maybe one that sounds less like a kind of foreign sort of, like... Dark web activity. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, yeah. What do, you, what do you think a scooter boy does? To boy. Or, or the scooter boy to you to boy. <laughs> that's definitely a, a website. I think it was to boy, as a, using boy as a verb. And I'm like, I, don't, I don't really know. We're a carbon neutral sex trafficking company. <laughs> oh, God. 100% electric. That's gonna, 70% that's gonna, boy. That's going to be our first sponsor, isn't it? After all these, after all these <laughs> years. Boy, best boy. we can bloody get. <laughs> <laughs> Go to scooterboy.com slash RF for yeah. 10% off your first boy. <laughs> Somebody tell me where my feature's gone. My regular feature. Joseph, you've just... I present... From the book out of your pocket. It's the Observer's Book of British Ferns, published 1950. Compiled 
by one W.J. Stocko. Ever since you went to Hunter Monster, you're turning into the, the country's next Bear Grillis. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to Grillis all over this place. My favourite thing about this book is that it belonged to a who Alan. I assume was a little boy <laughs> called Alan Good, <laughs> Alan uh, Good in 1952, which means he waited two years after this was published to buy it. Um, but I became slightly obsessed with this book. <laughs> That's quite accusatory. <laughs> you like, did. Why'd you wait so long? Reviews took a while to go in those days. <laughs> the newspapers were very large and slow. Um, <laughs> I became slightly obsessed with this book because W.J. Stocko has a very um, literary style when talking about the biology of ferns, which is a subject he absolutely loves. <laughs> wow. He's written a book about it, hasn't he? He's written a small, little, it's a pocket-sized book. My favourite thing about this book is you can hold it in one hand mm. and you can hold it away from your face as if you're a sort of, I don't know, Frenchman. Yeah. It's the sort of book you can basically, you can be laying on the grass in the summer day, drinking what? a glass of wine whilst reading your book on ferns Precise. whilst beautiful it. ladies come up and ask you what you're doing. It is pocket-sized, which it means is. you can be near the ferns yeah. when you're, you don't have to, you the, could be... Because previously you had to go to a library and have a giant book about ferns that yeah. was yeah. sellotaped to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to open with gloves. Uh, you had to ask permission for every page. But, well, the hardback first edition was probably huge, wasn't it? The ones it? that the monks the wrote yeah. back in the day. But yeah, you could be fern frond fondling whilst you're having a little look at the Observer's Book of Ferns. I'm going to read you um, some choice selections from it. This is W.G. Stocko, how he introduces you to the concept and the subject of fern loving. It has been observed that persons who are real lovers of nature and who have yet never studied botany systematically are directly encouraged to begin at the beginning and commence their study with ferns. Their extreme elegance of form, the small number of British species, the apparent simplicity of their structure, all increase the desire to know more about the life histories of these beautiful plants. Is this going to end up being Fifty Shades of Fern? Is this kind of going to fuck a fern? Mate. <laughs> it is indeed a pleasant sight to see the rambler in the country, erect as a steeple, diligently searching through Green Lane, by dripping well, or upon open moor, for the graceful and feathery fern. <laughs> oh, He's so it is. lovely. <laughs> erect as a steeple. Erect as a steeple. I guess he means that they're very... Um, is he talking about ferns? He's talking about the rambler. Is, what's a rambler? Is that a person, who, a person, person who rambles about looking for around. ferns? Um, yeah, like I guess. In the Adam Buxton podcast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Adam Buxton does a very good sort of rambling character called, uh, oh, I think he's called Miles Buggershop Hootie, which is yeah, very good. Uh, WJ Stocko continues. Uh, this is the sad part. We must admit with sorrow that these beautiful plants are far less plentiful in our land today than they were even in the memory of many persons still living. This is mainly because of people from Guernsey and Jersey. The senseless cupidity of Guernsens and Jersens to possess themselves of anything they know to be rare has led to the thoughtless destruction of a number of rare species. One limpens at the thought of a Jersey boy chopping ugly at the frond of a long-lost crabber's titty willow and laughing <laughs> and laughing and laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. What? It's crazy that he wrote this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very crazy. Um, but I'm going to go through a few fern sections later. But I thought, just to get on board, he's got a long glossary of all the terms, but I've just put it down to the four that I'm actually going to cross when okay. I come to them. So, The annulus. <laughs> a group of thick-walled cells, usually ring-shaped, which brings about the bursting of the sporangium. We'll get to that later. It's in alphabetical order. Yeah. Sporangium, yeah. Sporangium. Apogamy. 
when one fathers a second family, but with a pog slammer. Maybe with a nice big picture of Elizabeth Taylor on top, because these are the 1950s. Anyway, the slammer only gives birth to standard pogs, so it's fine legally. Frond. A sort of special leaf that you only get on ferns, and if anyone tells you otherwise, you send them to me. And the sporangium. The nicest bit of a fern. When the annulus gets all tight and makes it burst. Oh, mate, you don't even know. <laughs> Nota bene means note well in foreign. The ferns herein are to be described as perennial herbs. Only one on the list is an annual, the annual rectogram, and even that is only politically British, as it is restricted to the islands of Guernsey and Jersey, which if one was to observe a navy map could be taken to be the offcuts or shits of the mainland. Indeed, the rectogram is so named because it is a herb for turds, like the turds on those islands we must call bad brothers to our own lovely Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This guy. This guy's crazy. <laughs> fern one. The Tunbridge filmy fern. <laughs> this fern was first discovered at Tunbridge Wells, and though found on several moist rocks in the neighborhood, it is not exclusive to that district. I have personally seen and stroked it in Derbyshire, Kent, Sussex, Lancashire, and Devonshire, and Cornwall in Cumberland, Westmoreland, and Yorkshire. Also, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland, some parts of the home counties, and frequently in Wales. I've never seen it in Jersey because I won't go there. It's full of stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Yumminess seven, gumminess five, fuck factor, force perangia out of six, overall, nice. I love the way for this feature, you are holding a tiny <laughs> book about, green book about ferns, and you have filled it with tiny pages that you've printed out in A4 with the things you've written them, but you've kind of made it so they fit the book. Yeah. But not so much that it's not incredibly obvious that you're just reading out. <laughs> well, I need to remember where the pages are, so I had to stick them out the top. But I just love that the artifice of it. For a, it's basically just for me and Steve, well, like I've pretending. Ta I've taken loads of bits that he actually wrote and just made them sound rude. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> for instance, the long nut horn, fern two. This very pretty little fern is a northern species, so it's hard for a Guernsey yobbo to get without train travel, which I believe they don't know how to do. It will as a rule be found on mountain rocks that are moistened constantly. The upper part of the stalk is purplish, gradually becoming yellowish-green towards the base. The veining of the fern is distinct. Small, egg-shaped offshoots taper towards the base. The fructification then forms a dark brown mass all over the middle of the underside of the fern. Verdict looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a hot fern. Fern three. The dogger's wipe. What is more British than the noble horse? And so what more British fern than the dogger's wipe? Its fronds of startling delicitude, arching only from spots of ground upon which a horse has sprayed its creation's cream. The rarest of sights, the wipe glows pink at night. Its leaves are cubes, and it heals wounds if you say, Ooh, give me some of that green! <laughs> <laughs> it's worth 19 gold coins, but if you collect 10, you can trade them with the Brussel wizard, and there's a side quest. It's pretty <laughs> wicked, actually. <laughs> Fern 4. Lord Flip Flap's Filthy Pilford Party Plimsoll. <laughs> I should say that again. Lord Flip Flap's... Pil <laughs> oh, no. Lord Flip Flap's Filthy Pilford Party Plimsoll. 
At the age of 12, I began to yearn for the sporangium of a local fern. My leafy mistress of delight, my midriff torment of the night. I'd toss and toss upon duvet, a fitful dance till break of day. For her I'd spin and dance or curtsy, but her life was cut short by a boy from Guernsey. His name was Clive, he was a thug. Thug. My love for her was like a drug. <laughs> and when he kicked her with boots dirty, it felt like I had gone cold turkey. I flew at him all teeth and spittle, but his fist found my head and judged it brittle. I crumpled to the English mud. He got into his boat to flee and flood. <laughs> I looked at her corpse, her annulus bleeding, and then a most peculiar feeling. A rising, a grinding, in my short. And then I had a brand new thought. A new life goal, my only sucker. I would become the dead fern fucker. <laughs> and then there's just 15 pages of him fucking ferns. His drawings. And ripped everything. out of the ground. Wow. Fucking the roots. Wow. Good God. And that's the Observer's Book of British Ferns. Wow. I was joking about it becoming... Uh, yeah, I was upset yeah. that you said fern fucker straight away. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. I that's fine. I think it really bookended it. It reminded me of Mindhunter. <laughs> oh, I was on that phone case, you son of a gun. <laughs> you weren't there. How <laughs> they speak in Mind Hunt? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> I only watched it once. I was Hot a bit tired. Dang! I've only Hot, watched the first episode. Oh <laughs> goodness, you're a bad criminal. We got one of them sequence killers. That's my favorite thing about Mind Hunter. It's like sequence killers. What? What should we call them? And eventually, one of them goes serial killers and they all turn to the camera and go oh, that's the name of the show <laughs> it's not called serial killers <laughs> it's only a game so you better believe i'm right <laughs> you know, went to the bar and put on waistcoats uh, mind hunters a bit too twee for me a bit twee i think a bit twee a bit twee can i do my feature yeah go on Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured before, regular featured before. Regular features! 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 Steve, yes, what? Hello? You were awake. You were asleep. I mean, you weren't. I mean, sleepy boy, Steve. I'm so tired, tired of not being on my scooter boy. <laughs> I rode him uh, to Matt's house just now. Uh, and he's parked up outside, my scooter boy. Matthew, are you paying attention? Yeah, sorry, I fell asleep. You you fell asleep, and then I, I kind of, it was a chain reaction thing. I'm completely awake now, though. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's scooter boy. Where do we go? Where do we go? <laughs> Where will we go next? 
Where are we going to go? Where, where are we going to go? I, I was wondering where your little riff was going to go next then. Are we all going to get on your scooter and go for an adventure? No, no, no. Oh, there is room for two aboard the scooter boy, but I'm not licensed for pillion. Pilly, he said that specifically because he knows we're going back to Finsbury Park and that he won't take me on his scooter boy. I'm afraid... Uh, that I'm so sleepy, I might just scoot us under a truck and we get all smushed up and crushed and mangled in the tyres. What about the scooter boy would come out gleaming and untouched? He'll pop out the other side like butter wouldn't melt. <laughs> and you know what? It hasn't. And butter wouldn't melt. It's covered in butter. That's how he squeezes through all these crashes. It's a delight. He's electric, which I think means it doesn't exude any heat. <laughs> That's the only difference. Oh. Um, but I just thought of a... Some places I could go on the on the scooter boy tonight or in general, just in general. Okay. Um, <laughs> so here's a bunch of suggestions that came from different parts of my brain. Mm. Places you can go on your own. Each one reflecting uh, desires for the scooter boy. For the scooter boy. <laughs> a, you've got to get that bad electric boy to the beach. The beach is where the honeys are at. Them honeys with the breasts. You got to ride that moped up to them titties and get what you came for. That's like what did you sexy day out, right? Okay, <laughs> with the scooter boy. B. So that's a sex part of Steve's brain. <laughs> Straight sex, sex zone. The library. Anyone who loves reading owes it to themselves to visit the library. Mm-hmm. It's a veritable treasure trove of books, and best of all, it's free. I know, right? You're thinking, what's the catch? Well, there is none. That is the magic of the library. I think you should drive your moped through a library. (laughs) C. The Big Lake. Rumour has it that the Big Lake is the place to see and be seen riding on a scooter boy. If a duck looks at you wrong, (laughs) reverse over its beak. Then we'll see who's crushing a duck to death on a scooter. I can't say the word duck. (laughs) Duck. Duck. A duck. If the duck looks at you wrong, <laughs> reverse over its beak, Matt. You were just talking about Matt having a breakdown. <laughs> You've gone purple showing the word duck, duck over and over. Duck. Why can't I say duck? Steve, duck. you can't beat me to my own breakdown. This is, <laughs> this is really rude. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired I feel like life. I've been hit with a... Um, a sleeping dart. You said that before yeah. you rode over here on a scooter. <laughs> now you're still feeling that way. Like, I think there's not a bad likelihood that you have. Yeah, there's a problem. Or oh, you've got ME. Um, do you think? Good, <laughs> you might have got really snappy ME from the scooter boy. <laughs> the sc- <gasps> How much have you been kissing this scooter boy? You may have glandular fever. <laughs> kissing him right on your gland. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you think a scooter boy is. Um, well, it's covered in butter. It's electric. Uh, the Big Lake. Rumor has it the Big Lake is the place to see and be seen riding on an electric moped. If a duck looks at you wrong, reverse over its beak. Then we'll see who's crushing a duck to death on a scooter and who's a crushed duck under a scooter tire. <laughs> D. Pauline's house. <laughs> Pauline has a scooter. If you park your scooter next to Pauline's scooter, that's two scooters. Neat little pair of scoots. No mistake. <laughs> E, down the side of the Millennium Dome, 
Nothing says I'm riding my scooter down the side of the Millennium Dome quite like hopping on your trusty scooter boy and riding it down the side of the Millennium Dome. Or <laughs> F, to the zoo. Wait until the gorillas get a load of you on a scooter boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And those are the F places. A, B, mm. C, D, E, 6. F. F. F is 6. Correct. That is the F places. The six places where a scooter boy may take me. I wish I had a scooter boy now. Just mm. imagining that that day out. Do keep us updated. It's blown my mind. Mm. Let's move on to Matt's feature, because the sooner we finish recording the podcast, the sooner me and my scooter boy can be... Get to scoot where get, I wish. Get back to scooting. <laughs> So, gentlemen, um, I obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that I'm not like cruising towards a, a full kind of personality breakdown. Uh, I'm trying to stop that from happening, but obviously, as with like everything in life, you really do have to hedge your bets. You have to like invest into it's you know investment stuff. So I'm partially investing in the idea that I'm not going to be so riddled with um, anxiety and stress that I will fall apart as a human. On the mm-hmm. other hand, if I'm going to do that. And I'm going to really just lose it and become someone very strange and a real kind of crazy hermit style. Um, then I've got to have like a really eccentric hobby. Mm. And so what I've been looking into lately is the world of the kazoo. Okay. Mm. And uh, more importantly, the electric kazoo. And uh, I didn't know that the electric kazoo existed. You have to in- plug it in. It's kind of basically a kazoo with a tiny microphone attached to the bit that where the paper wobbles and then it goes straight into an amp. And then you can play it. But what I found about the electric kazoo is when you type in electric kazoo, mm. everything that comes up, it's like a Google. Is it a Google whack where you just get one thing? Yeah. Mm. It's like a Google whack of weirdness where everything you t- everything you look at is just wonderfully strange. Because anyone who would care about an electric kazoo is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so basically, like, the first thing I discovered, and I'm just going to play some audio clips of this, but the first thing I discovered was a clip of a man who runs a website selling kazoos of different things. And honestly, I've got to say, right, I love this guy. As mm. with a lot of the people in this feature, I don't want to seem like I'm being mean to them because genuinely, genuinely, genuinely I love him. Mm. So here's a man. And this will give you a little taste of what an electric kazoo sounds like. Here we go. Hey, you've got your new electric kazoo. What are you going to do next? You're going to plug it in. <laughs> you got an effects pedal? No. Uh, some kind of effects processor? No. Don't worry. You can get by fine with just a little guy like this. Plug your electric kazoo straight into it. <laughs> and it makes a great sound. Makes a great sound. (laughs) It It sounds like he starts screaming. The first time I thought he was just screaming. It makes a great sound. He's electrocuted by the kazoo. Bear in mind, this is a crippled me. This is a man selling these. (laughs) 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 
had quite an evening when I just first discovered the existence of the electric kazoo. He speaks about the electric kazoo like Steve speaks about the scooter boy. <laughs> I don't know what it is specifically about the electric kazoo, but I had the most amazing night on YouTube of just looking at these videos and just finding everything I clicked on was just fucking... I'm actually crying. Yeah, same. <laughs> Right. That initial burst is so need, scary. You don't need fancy effects pedals. <laughs> when you, not when it sounds he, this good raw. He says something like, not when you've got a little guy like this. Is he pointing at his own face? <laughs> his lips. It's a tiny, it was plugged into a tiny amp. Oh, I see. Uh, which was the thing he was basically saying, hey, you could plug an electric cue straight. So you can just perform, you know, without any f- controls. I love him. Yeah, he's brilliant. And he's actually, he's he's got a whole, I think it's like... Koozie Kazoozie or something I can't remember he runs a website and he's basically loads of videos of him like showing you different types of kazoos and just demoing them and I love him he's he's pure he's, okay. he's genuinely amazing God bless him however I start to realise that the sort of people who buy kazoos and electric kazoos are people who take it quite seriously mm-hmm. and treat it as being like a very serious instrument mm-hmm. which of course it isn't a kazoo is something you just hum into and it makes a noise and they sound quite loud and quite bad um, so I mean this was and I, I have edited some of these for brevity, but not mm. not for content. But this is a, an, a, one of the immediate clicks afterwards, which is a very strange-looking man with long white hair, and uh, he goes like this. People used to laugh at me when I sat down to play my electric kazoo. Happy birthday, John. This one's for you. <laughs> something so haunting about it. (laughs) What's happening? He's really rocking out. I like to imagine he's just evaporated out of his chair and that last noise is him flying to heaven. This video, like... Out of spite. This video has all sorts of psychedelic effects going over the images of it and he's really rocking out and tweaking with it. But it's just the way... It starts off, you know, people used to laugh at me. It sounds like it's bloody, like... It's about to start killing hostages or something. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not laughing now. Yeah. He's blowing, <laughs> it's blowing the kazoo straight into their ear. Their heads yeah. are blowing The up. subtext of, you're not laughing now, before singing happy birthday is in itself. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I discovered that basically electric kazoo-based music is a bit of a, a mixed bag. Um, but actually some of it, is is not terrible, and I found I did find some which I, I've got to admit I'll play a tiny bit more. No, I got mixed up. This is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> this at, is at first that sounded cool as hell, but then it goes out of tune because it's clearly a person it's doing a person it. <laughs> this is somebody covering a song by uh, a pretty run-of-the-mill metal prog band called Dream Theater. Anyway, a mm. bit more, a bit more of that. It sounds like Mishka. It does. I love you. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. But basically, yeah, the, I mean, this guy did self-describe himself as being a bit of a dork. So I think there is some degree of people who are playing around with literary kazoos who realise that what they're making is very bad. Mm. Um, but there is, there is a degree of it which is uh, kind of... Yeah, anyway, here's, here's some more... 
that's an electric kazoo. No, this is the bass guitar. This, see these guys. I actually quite like it. It's terrible. If you, if you dig, if you dig through that noise, it is always someone going. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, Ooh. Matt. I mean, look. When I say I quite like it, I mean like it's awful. But I mean, I, I like. I don't entirely hate it. I remember being disappointed the first time I got to use a kazoo because I thought it was something that would make a sound. They blow into it and it makes a sound. But it's not. It's just a hum you amplifier. Hum. It's yeah. amplifying a hum that you're making. Mm. It amplifies it quite badly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't mind these guys. They were called Kazuki. But I realized, again, they were still tapping into that, like, kind of possibly I've got a gun and I want a helicopter thing. That song's called Your Cousins Are Mean. <laughs> Which is, uh, again, just something strangely... There's something strangely threatening slash threatened by the, about the entire scene. Anyway, here's, a, here's another quick electric kazoo track. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Take on me. Yes. All that... <laughs> Copyright Matt Lee's oh. 2018 pop record. <laughs> copyright. So obviously that's some music. I, I did say I was getting into the hobby. So this is me now. I'm, I mean that's that's copyright. It's that's mine. So yeah, don't okay. steal that song. Where's your electric kazoo? Where is your electric kazoo? I don't have an electric kazoo. I just have a normal kazoo and a um a microphone and filters. And, and I was going to record to lots lies. of kazoo songs, but I actually found myself. It was so awful. I had to stop. Um, so I, I tried to do more, and I was just like, "Oh my god! Like I hate this. I hate the noise it's making. I hate what I'm doing. I hate what my neighbours are probably thinking right now. It's four in the afternoon. I hate myself. I hate this." So I stopped. Instead, what I did was I, I went online, went looked to get some of these other videos about how to. There's a lot of videos about how to play the kazoo, mm. which is quite spectacular. And because honestly, there's not really a lot to say. And we had one guy which quite reasonably just sort of said, look, you know, this is, you blow into it, you kind of you, you hum into it here and this vibrates and it makes a noise and then that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. And that was just the first minute of a six minute long video about how to play a kazoo. And you just sort of think, come on guys. But then beyond that, there was a video which was 26 minutes long, which was a beginner's guide to how to play the kazoo. And I thought, what? <laughs> I thought, come on, like you cannot talk for 26 minutes about humming into a thing and it making a noise. It'd be five minutes about how to hold the kazoo. Well, in fact, Stephen, you're not wrong because I watched this video and this is just, this is almost pretty much the start. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you basically what you're, you're listening to here initially is a lady trying to open a pack which has a kazoo in it. Uh, whilst being instructed by the man who is going to teach you about how to play the kazoo in a minute. So this is this we listen to here. All right. Let's take a look here. Marvette, let's open up your thing. You open it up. Okay. But I, I don't want to... No, you don't, don't want to contaminate. Let's last it up. So look here. The fat end is the mouthpiece. So oh, okay. you don't touch the fat end. It's also the shorter end. Okay. There's a tail. The tail is what you can touch. The, the thin end, touch all you want. Tail. So... <laughs> He's quite strict about what parts of the kazoo should and shouldn't be touched. Yeah. And there are two women in the room with him, and he's kind of in an office surrounded by stuff. It doesn't look like he's at home. It looks like he's in 
a work environment somehow, like, which is bizarre. It sounds like the women are much closer to the microphone <laughs> as if he doesn't know he's being recorded. <laughs> no, he did know. It was his video. But then you kind of, I have to point out that like it sounds like he's being really mean to these women, but actually they're kind of, they're going along with it and they're having a bit of a laugh. It's not too bad, but... I thought you were going to say they deserve it. <laughs> Keep touching the fat end. They won't listen. But get away from the fat end. But this, this continues for some time. And... No. Further away, you're going the other way. The so I'm trying way. to open and touch this end. You're touching it over here. You should only touch it there. <laughs> That's what I said. Only there. You should only touch it there. Only there. Take notice. Confusion is very, very yes. common. You're touching <laughs> the small end only. You're never going to touch the large end. This dispose of. Okay. Go ahead. Now you have a, a pouch. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get used to this. So you open the pouch, mm -hmm. and you put this in head first. This is a very serious instrument when you treat it seriously. <laughs> so you hold it only by the small end. You take it out of the pouch by the small end, and you push it into the pouch, holding the small end. You never put your fingers in the pouch. You open the pouch with the outside. Look. Like this. Fucking look. Pop it up like that. You put this in like that. Why aren't neither of you, you wearing my kazoo like hats? Close it. You treat it like a sacred object, okay? <laughs> okay, right. So Fuck you it treat out. it like a sacred object. You put it in the pouch. You never put your fingers in the pouch. Don't put your fingers in the pouch. You never touch the the big end. I bet he's got his big old hands in that pouch all night. Oh yeah. As soon as they turn their backs, his fingers are. In <laughs> <laughs> this was this was a twenty six minute long video. Well, I I'm didn't not watch all of it, but I became a little bit fascinated with this guy in particular, just because he was so like seemingly angry whilst trying to make a video about kazoos. There's something very telling about the phrase. It's a serious instrument yes. when you treat it seriously. Yeah. Oh, anyway, there was another video I had to watch, which was which was in capitals. Kazoos are not toys. Yes. <laughs> and this is an excerpt from from that video. Preach, brother. What sounds are capable? What sounds can a kazoo make? They can make any sound you can make, and then they add a buzz to it. Mm. And that's that's the, the long and short of it. And you have to actually find out what sounds you can make, and that is what I urge you to do. This is what I'm actually talking to you about: is find out what you can do with a kazoo, what you're able to do. He'd only be able to prove this point if he'd done that entire speech through a kazoo. <laughs> it doesn't count unless all of that sounds like a kazoo saying it. Well, that's what he should say at the end. It's like, and by the way, I'm, I'm a kazoo. <laughs> I'm a kazoo. <laughs> this man is serious. He's urging you. He's uh, His words, he's urging you. Get out there. Find out what you can do yeah. with a kazoo. Find Spend out what noises you can make. Right? Four weeks in isolation. Walk up a mountain. <laughs> Otherwise, really... how the fuck are you going to be sure that you know what you can do? You don't, know what you, don't, even, you don't even touch a thin end of a kazoo till you've gone on what are a your mountain limits? hike. What are your personal limits with the kazoo, Steve? You don't have a fucking clue. Get out there. Get out there with a kazoo. Stick up your scooter boy. <laughs> <laughs> can the kazoo be used in tandem with a scooter boy. Yes. The image of Absolutely you can. with a broad grin across your face as Making you scoot along <laughs> with a kazoo in your lips. <laughs> well, because the scooter boy doesn't make any sounds because he's fully 100% electric mm. and French. <laughs> <laughs> Silent French so, boy. I think a kazoo would be quite useful mm. filling in the gaps. I think it'd be great. Anyway, I became, at this point, I became thoroughly fascinated with this man who had lots of videos about kazoos, but he also had a website, and he'd also made videos about other things. And what, this is just, what's his channel called? Uh, uh, it's called Gorbag. 
It's not what? called gore bag. It's not <laughs> it called <is>. gore bag. <laughs> it legitimately is. And I've got to come back. Listen, we've got. You, honestly, I'm sorry. This feature, this this podcast was slow to start tonight because this feature was just supposed to be a little thing about kazoos, and then it went down a fucking rabbit hole. And, gore bag came along, and it, it. I had to make these guys wait while I got everything ready because it was just like I felt like, like somebody in a film who'd gone too deep the man who knew too much when matt says these guys he's pointing to the kazoo orchestra that he has in the corner <laughs> of the room they got me under duress man they'll play those kazoos at me really loudly listen this is a couple of videos later a couple of clicks away and i came to this mm-hmm. i don't want to belittle the concept of killing I, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> just conceptualizing what you're actually doing in a bardo space because what you're doing oh. is removing those obstacles in your path to liberation, and you're killing them, we'll say, actually you're removing them, them. you're handling them, you're managing them. In some cases, you're pacifying an area entirely. In other cases, you're just going right past them. One of the things that you will eventually learn as you begin to work with this more and more, and you become more of a professional, is you don't have to kill everything. It's not necessary at all to kill everything. So, what's going on? <laughs> This is the kazoo man. Is this, act- this is the kazoo man. Is it still about kazoos? No. He said okay. the bardo. He did. What's a bardo? Bardo will come back Bridget. to... This is a bit of a, a fake out. <laughs> He's not actually talking about killing real people. He's talking about video games. But, oh. So that's that's the little fake out. But it's because basically this guy... Um, I, I went onto his website and he is... He's called Gorebag... Mm-hmm. With two G's, and his website is Gorbag de Lost. And I've got to say, like again, as with the man selling the kazoos, I kind of love this guy. He's mm. pretty sweet. Like actually, like I've watched a bunch of his stuff. He's it absolutely it blew my mind looking through this stuff. But I don't. I'm not doing this in a like mean spirited way. I think it's it's bizarre, but almost definitely harmless. And he's kind of a nice guy. But he's a Renaissance man. On his website. He claims to be an artist, an yeah. accomplished painter, sculptor, and more, a broadcaster, a magician, a gamer, but also he was very involved in the Quake and Team Fortress 2 level design scene, and he now makes video games that you can buy for about $7. They look awful, like oh, tremendously yes, awful, but also political and anti-Trump. So he's, he's clearly, you know, he's, he's, not, he's not not switched on. He's still blogging. He's, he runs a blog. He's also, bag doesn't sound so lost to me. Exactly. He's a designer. Um, I'm literally reading what his website. He does jewellery, fashion, interior decoration, <laughs> yes. objects of daily use, buildings, tarot. <laughs> buildings? Yes. All of these and more have been the target of Gorbag's prodigious design capabilities. He's claiming to have designed buildings. Wow. Oh, I suppose you can design a building yeah, easily. I've designed buildings. Look, it's a circle. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, you can live in it. The Fuck next, off. The next section. <laughs> my name's Gorbag. Get out my pouch. I love kazoos. I've designed a, a building. It looks Get like out. the fat end of a kazoo. Don't ever go in it. <laughs> you don't touch it if you're a woman. <laughs> the next next box on his website was Inventor. Yes. Gorbag has been involved in many aspects of invention as a consultant and a researcher. But you sort of think, I know what you're thinking, right? You think, well, yeah, but... What have you actually invented? So I, I think he invented the electric kazoo. <laughs> yes, I, he didn't. I totally agree. What he did, 
he, this is again just verbatim from his website. When one thinks of Gorbag the inventor, the biggest spotlight <laughs> is sure to fall on his brain power CQR crystal quantum radio amulets. Oh, and the whole CQR parallel worlds technology. Yes, please. <laughs> CQR quantum crystal radio. Yeah, the, it's basically as a crystal quantum radio amulet which is tuned to the Schumann harmonic, the world sound made by radio waves emanating from the stars and the explosive force of the Big Bang at the moment of creation. And as the, never needs batteries, obviously, because it's powered by radio waves from outer space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, powered by them and it listens to them. Um, yes. That's that, nice. That, was that the sound of it? That happy trill wow. was my... Uh, is that the Big Bang? That was the quartz... That was my laptop saying, hey, baby, why don't you plug me in? Matt stuck a big quartz amulet into the middle of the keyboard and it yeah. works My laptop better. doesn't need a battery now. <laughs> it's running on space waves. Um, anyway, he's an inventor. He's also a writer. Obviously, everyone's a writer. He, we just wrote that. He writes fiction, non-fiction, science, humour, sci-fi, transformational literature, mm-hmm. <laughs> blogs, t-shirts, Greetings he writes cards. T-shirts and even thongs. <laughs> it says, "I don't know how you write even a thong." Don't interrupt me. I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends. This section ends. I love the Pope. The Pope smokes. Oh, what does he smoke? <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Stop interrupting me. <laughs> If words are involved, Gorbag has made significant contributions, it says. If what are involved? Words. Words. So any arena in which mm. words are involved, he's mm. made significant. And it's like... He writes fiction and non-fiction. That's every kind of book that there is. That's very true. This he didn't guy, say menus. I don't trust him. Uh, <laughs> Write a bloody menu, Gorbag. He literally like <laughs> claims to have done and... Be, and be very proficient. And also, he plays all musical instruments as well. And yeah. I actually kind of believe that. I think, yeah, you can play. But he claims to be, like, amazing at ev- anything you can imagine, mm. which I've got a lot of time for. <laughs> anyway, on his blog as well, When I, because at this point, I was clicking around this stuff, and I'm like, who the hell is this man? What is going on? And the About page on his blog was very illuminating. Mm. Welcome to my blog site. I'm I an hope escaped you, mental patient. <laughs> I hope you derive something out of the blogs. My whole purpose online is to introduce my system of reincarnation awareness and astral voyaging, as well as LRS movements, soul food for the soul, and inner work towards the work. You can meet me online in my shamanic skills training program, which leads to higher levels. But that's just the entry level at the moment. Right. So he's doing some entry level shamanic skills, as well as kazoo and levels for quake and he was really good friends with he said he was really good friends with um american mcgee (laughs) (laughs) yes so he's like i have lots of celebrity friends many in the gaming area so basically this guy is just a renaissance man of of nonsense i'm 100 willing for a month of my patreon money to go towards you getting shamanic training i don't think they're doing it anymore and this is the shad thing but because this is what it came to this thing we discovered um, which um, Steve points out the name of it. What was it called? It's called the... Brando. Yeah. Bar- Bardo. Yeah, Bardo. And Bardo training, I, I, it was really hard to work out what Bardo training actually is. Weird. But I get the sense that Bardo training is basically like playing video games whilst being trying to be te- taught to be good. All I can see on your screen, <laughs> uh, apart from the word words Bardo Training Center in what is clearly word art... <laughs> is on the right side of the page in bold the words women's safari <laughs> which i don't trust well no it's because bardo safari is what they call it where basically i think they take some people through a virtual realm on a safari 
Is it Quake? You basically play a video game and walk around the, some levels with some people. And, and It's just Other Places by Andy Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but these guys did this a long time ago. I think this is now defunct. I don't think Bardo training exists anymore because there was like a lot of, on this webpage, it's barely comprehensible, but there were lots of people talking about, I've heard it shutting down soon. That's incredibly sad. It was useful for me. But I love that like, on this page, right, you have a whole bunch of different things. Like, oh shit, Bardo training is a kind of preparation for death. <laughs> exactly. This is this is again. This is what I love about it. On the main page, the things you've got is home. On the, this is the menu: home, prosperity path, prosperity path orbs, training basics, training safaris, and then it keeps going. And then <laughs> again at the end. FAQ, what is what dot, is? dot, dot, question mark? So I'm like, that's the one I want. I, yeah. I, can't wait. I clicked on the rest of it. I'm like, I've no idea what's going on. And then when you get to the what is Bardo training page, rather than just getting a description, you just get testimonials from lots of different people. So you've still got no fucking idea what it is. One of these just says, Bardo training is the cultivation of abilities of the Voyager to move smoothly through spaces at will and to do so in coordination with a party. Of course Sounds it is. like I, I me on my scooter boy. <laughs> Moving, <laughs> moving smoothly through places to the big lake. The and, um the guy at the top I really liked has written. Gotta love that question. Let's see. <laughs> Gotta love the question. What, what is, is Bardo training? The uh, thing that presumably you, the person who has taught me about Bardo training, is asking me <laughs> to explain. Uh, Bardo training is a series of experiments and experiences that help a human recognize that they are a voyager in a multi-dimensional realities, developing the attributes of presence, attention, and attitude. Awareness. In brackets, awareness. Awareness, yeah. (laughs) It's just, uh, but it's something that involves video games, basically. And then I realized that this guy and his friends, who, I'll be honest, they all look like equally like massive nerds, but like in their like 70s, like 70-year-old nerds, like original video game nerds, which is actually kind of awesome. Yeah. Um... And they had a lot of chatter about, about basically spiritual gaming. And it's actually really sweet because it's incredibly weird. But actually what they're talking about is basically just playing online games in a way that's conscientious. And it seemed like a lot of this kind of trans-dimensional chat came from a place of they played loads of online RPGs and got annoyed when people in like Diablo or whatever were rude. That's <laughs> And so tried to come up that. with like this holistic system for better online communities. But there's some of the snippets of the Q&As with the stuff here. I've got some to play a little bit more. <laughs> what can we define as spiritual in this context? Spiritual gaming. What is spiritual? Well, first of all, you have to decide what it is you're trying to accomplish. Now, everyone that you ask about spiritual gaming, who is at all interested in spiritual gaming, and very few people are at this time, yeah. as you know. Very, it's very little interest in it right. at this time. There will eventually be, but not right yet. Right. So we're pioneering this. Now, every pioneer in this field will have a different answer for you because spiritual, okay. gaming, spiritual gaming is something is a, a kind of game, uh, 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 devising games that will help you to get into heaven. <laughs> yeah, the, I left the, the awkward laugh at the end of that. I have to live now. <laughs> yeah, so it, get, it gets into a lot of what it is. And the thing is, what I love about it is his description of what spiritual gaming is and what it's for is exhaustive. He, he spiritual <laughs> games will help you to, to understand how to pass on when it's time to pass to a higher level. You'll learn how to pass on to the higher level. Mm. Of consciousness? Uh, of 
or existence okay. or whatever. You know, when you pass on to a higher grade, mm -hmm. higher level, higher, higher uh, plane of existence, right. this will help you. Right. Or um, spiritual gaming is designed to help you to cool out, to chill out. Or spiritual gaming is, is, is intended to help you to get in touch with your past lives and uh, to does everything. Chill contact out. Contact your types. other selves and other dimensions. Right. So yeah, so it's it's get in touch with God, or just mm -hmm. chill out, or past lives, or versions of you in other dimensions. Yeah, it's pretty it's like good. also got the added benefit of like other dimensions as well, which is taken as red. Sometimes when you've done it, a meal just appears. <laughs> you just have a meal. The point at which he says, "Oh, you know, just help you cool out, just chill out." It's yeah. like this is pure Steve Brule, really. I, I love how much he sounds like the voice that Buffalo Bill puts on when he's trying to be nice. <laughs> puts the lotion in the bath. <laughs> it's that weird, like, Ugh. Yeah, but these, yeah, these, these videos, there's, there's lots of these videos, and they've all only ever had about 3,000 views. It's this tiny little strange niche thing, but it's very sweet. And it's basically this idea that, like, you kind of think, what's going on with this guy? Like, is he just trying to come up with the reason why he plays Diablo 2 all the time? Yeah. <laughs> it's all for his wife. It's like, I'm, yes, Yes, Deirdre, I am partially just chilling out, but also I'm getting in touch with past selves. I'm well into that because I didn't like in how, do you know if you want to get a bigger wallet in Far Cry, you have to crash your car into a rhinoceros mm. and then take all of its skin and make a wallet. So what if you what if you didn't want to hurt the rhinoceros? Is that spiritual gaming? What if the rhinoceros took off all its skin for you? Yeah. <laughs> Gave you its Willingly skin. gifted you its skin. Well, a lot of it, it when, he, back. when he was talking about not having to kill things, he was basically, I think, he was basically from the frame of saying the only thing you need to concentrate on is getting the people who you're looking after through. But the NPCs. I, I think he was in lower level characters. He seems to have this like really odd, interesting crossover between like this idea of, of level characters and people as well. Of this idea of like, you've got to look after people who are as like an analogy for like life of like people who are lower level characters, you need to look after them. But then it kind of slips into ascension and uh, also, becomes a little bit like, what? It also slips into some people are lower levels. Like, what, is it like races of people, mate? No, he's, he's very... Draw bag. Draw bag. <laughs> they have a big, a big thing about how much they hate racists. Yeah, they're actually good people. It's, it's quite interesting, the fact that these guys, like all 60-year-old, 70-year-old dudes, are basically talking about, in a lot of their videos, they might not realize it, but they're talking about like, because this was all like 12, 14 years ago, some of these videos. Um, so, or 10 years ago, at least. They're talking about like community moderation and, <laughs> and and basically like creating games that are like beneficial to culture rather than just pointless and aggressive. But through the lens of people who grew up in the 60s and with loads of wacky like sci-fi, like Scientology tinged nonsense. Are you mansplaining spiritual gaming to Gorbach? <laughs> <laughs> sentence I never thought I would say. Which you can do, because he's all genders and none. Because mm. he's all, all he's, over the place. Yeah, he's uh, through a wall in Quake 2. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned on cl no-clip mode. No clip and he's zooming around through the floor. Safari, baby. <laughs> he's got a lot of videos. He's got a lot of Diablo 2 videos, but also videos of him doing magic tricks in his garden and playing the kazoo. I'm going to be digging into Gorbag stuff. I, I, I really like it. Everything he's done is so chill, except that one kazoo video where he's losing it. He's quite yeah. aggressive about the kazoo. I think he must have come under, come under a lot of pressure from 
idiots like me make belittling and making fun of the mighty kazoo. I love Gorbat. But I'm not going to do that anymore, of course, because I'm a, a, a serious kazoo musician now, actually. So I think I'll just end today um, for a kick your mouse player. Play another one of my pieces of art that I will now be doing as part of my ongoing mental breakdown. Lovely. <laughs> so I'm really wet. You can hear the saliva in the studio. <laughs> Kazoo Artist 2018. <laughs> and that's Kazoo's for now. <laughs> that's Kazoo's from me. And that's Kazoo's and from you. Kazoo to you. <laughs> kazoo to you. Scooter boy. <laughs> so allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Regular Features Podcast. I've been a kazoo. Stephen has been a scooter boy. Joseph has been frolicking with the ferns. Mm. And uh, we've got another live show coming up soon, right? Not soon. Soon. No March. If you think of it on a astrological sort of level, though, it's pretty soon, right? Oh, yeah, it's just behind us. Exactly. It's in April. In April. <laughs> it's just behind us in April. <laughs> First Monday of April, you can go to the canalcafetheatre.com website, which is canalcafetheatre.com. It's, it's a cinch. Yeah. You'll find it no problems at all. Don't you... even have to put the W's in anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. Get rid of those. What happened to those? They went the way of HTTP colon forward slash forward slash, didn't they? I think you see a lot more HTTPSs these days. That's true. That's a real sign of our downward swing as culture. Secure as hell. If you'd like to pay us more than once a month, give us money on Patreon, please. Patreon.com slash regular features. Yeah. You know, I just, throughout the the last third of Matt's feature, I had a vivid image of what's going to happen when we leave Matt's house, which is Joe's going to walk down the road and I'm going to have to go past him on a scooter boy. And I'm going to go. Meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, good. You get two little beeps from Scooter Boy. If you don't want to pay us at all, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps. Genuinely helps. It does. Tell for your reasons friends. that literally no one knows. And um, write Scooter Boy in your message for a treat from me. <laughs> I never look at it. I don't use iTunes. If your mother has friends, tell them about the podcast. But not your mother. Keep her out of the loop. Keep her in the dark. She must never know. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. And good night. Goodbye. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features now. (laughs) That's awful. It's a big silver baby. No one's going to touch that.